right? So that, that's one. And then I have to make sure, okay, what companies they work for. I realized that based on the companies that they work for, that, they're, that they teach their uh, financial advisors different things about mindset, about learning. Because right. when I approach one company, their mindset on learning and learning new stuff wasn't there up to par yet. Right. I realized certain companies, right, they're like, dude, I'm down. Like, they're always more open to learning. So they'll at least hear you out, mm-hmm. you know? So I realized that. And another thing is, is like, okay, you can't go after too much of the older guys. The older guys in financial advisors, 60 away. plus, yeah. 60 year plus, they will have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. So for me, for done with you, it might be bad, but for a done for you, it might be good because they don't know how to do it themselves and you can deliver it, mm-hmm. but you have to make sure you justify the ROI. So depending on your industry. So mm-hmm. what I used to do to done for you, I did go after the older guys and they, they're the ones that pay me. But now that I'm choosing, choosing to like done with you, which is teaching them, the older guys are, are kind of a pain in the ass right now. Because right. they just, they're, they're, they're not, dude, they come from a different world. Yeah. Like they definitely people, don't want to change either. Like imagine yeah. the world that they come from. They're 60 years old. Billboards, TV, and print, dude. Dog. They weren't even around when the internet, when they were kids, when they were our age. Yeah. They had, they didn't even have a TV. Dude, it was just fucking billboards. Yeah. Yeah. So they, so those guys, you have to understand that when you're, when you're attacking your niche, like you have to understand all the dynamics of that. And now that I understand the dynamics, I know exactly who my avatar is. I want to work with people, right? That are from like Northwestern Mutual, Merrill Lynch, and there's you know several other companies or independent financial advisors right that are either in their ages of 28 to 42 i even have the age down uh-huh. and then I, and then also i don't want to work with asians i want to work with white people i'm serious right because I've, I've reached out to a lot of asian uh agents asian financial advisors but these guys are fucking cheap bro right. it makes sense <laughs> awesome real shit they're the most skeptical Mm-hmm. Out of anyone, but all the clients I have right now, they're all white. Mm-hmm. They're all white, and they're like, bro, like, they just get it. You know what I'm saying? So I got even the races down, all the, like, I know the dynamics of my industry. And as, you, as I'm learning more and more and more, I'm getting better and better and better. So I'm having an event this Wednesday uh-huh. on downtown mm-hmm. LA. Come, come through. I'll invite what you. Time you is the event? It's 5 to 8. Five to if eight. you can come, you, can, you uh-huh. should come. All right? So I'll be teaching a pretty much. Uh, I'll be teaching these guys how to use uh, LinkedIn, uh-huh. but you might be able to use it for your uh, your prospecting as well. I'm like, it's too, yeah. too organic traffic on LinkedIn. I'm like, I just find that to be super so, valuable for almost any niche. Sure, man. Take a picture of this, and then just show up, tell them that you're a guest of Moon, you too, and then yeah, they'll let you. Wednesday, work at four. Oh, oh nigga, I'm about to. It ends at 8 p.m. Right, so the the presentation is through six to seven. Mm-hmm. Right, so as long as you get there by six, you'll be good. Yeah, I mean, I'll take a picture of it, but like yeah. I do work on Wednesday at Probably four o'clock. Oh, like, but, yeah, but I'll see if I can get it switched. Okay. So yeah, but yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm doing. You know, now that I'm learning more, and the reason why I'm choosing this marketing strategy now is I realize that they have a habit. This industry, they have a habit going to a lot of seminars. Uh-huh. They're more susceptible accepting learning via seminar versus like one-on-one calls right you feel me yeah so now after learning i'm like okay i gotta do event marketing for this specific industry because these guys they're constantly going to seminars they're constantly going to seminars. they don't they don't do a lot of webinars but there are a lot of seminars they go to you know, so really like, yeah. interesting you know you know why that makes sense for financial advisors i just forgot i'm like 
financial advisors, the way that network marketers have it set up, mm -hmm. is every single Wednesday or Thursday. So what you just, what you're talking about is the pattern, your pattern recognition and the pattern that you're, you're just doing what's familiar to them already to put them into that buying pattern. Yes. Yeah, this is the power of having all over again. He, he basically, yeah. like, so if you were to apply this to, uh, to going for, for, for personal trainers, you've got to find out what their pattern loop is and then reverse engineer what they already do. You're effectively just targeting your marketing around what they consistently do and just putting it right alongside that path. Yeah. To create that's a path. But you will learn as the longer you stick in your industry, these patterns, you'll see it. And then once you see the patterns and you just keep going and double down on what works. You know, just double down on what works and you I'm telling you, ten K in this industry is not that hard. And mm -hmm. just make sure you stick in one niche. Uh huh. Start with one niche. Do you think that it's like a sim the, the same like foundation to approach any client? Do you think it's like fundamentally the same? What do you mean? Like, because obviously in the beginning I, I need to find. I mean, eventually in the future with personal trainers, like they can refer or whatever, you know, because yeah. it's a small community for yeah. personal trainers. They can like he gets lots of his like clients just from referrals. But in the beginning, just getting a, the first few clients. Do you? What he used to do is he would just like do the the, the trial, the free trial. They would pay for the Facebook ads. Like, what do you recommend? Oh, uh, did did he do that? Did your the boy do that? He he told me to that he did that for a while. Well, his first client was just cold calling, but okay. eventually he I think he just did. He would give him like okay. yeah. He would do like Have you ever heard Dan trials. Henry? Dan you're recommending that like whenever you first start out, the thing that you go ahead and do is you're like um you're starting with small group debate test, and it's like hey with the Facebook guys, you just do it. For yeah. Free. Okay, so in your particular case, because you don't have a lot of experience with Facebook ads, yes, just so that you can get the experience of running the ads, so uh -huh. you can get more familiar, I would do that. But me, I wouldn't do that anymore because I'm already experienced. Right. But for the sole purpose of getting experience, I would do that. Uh -huh. Yeah. But if he doesn't turn into a client, I wouldn't too stress too much on it because I used to do that, and those guys, uh, usually the guys that are after free shit, are not good clients. Uh -huh. they, they, that mindset, like free, yeah. free, free mindset, is not good clients. Yeah. And that's yeah. just the experience that I had. But I used to do that and I realized that that experience uh -huh. taught me how to become a better marketer. It taught me better experience yeah. with the platform of Facebook ads. And with just off that, it's valuable. But don't expect to you know, get clients from it. Well, he, well, he would do, a, he would do like, well, it was a free trial, right? So you yeah. run the ads for two, a week, two, three weeks, but they would pay for the ad of spend. Of course, ad spend, yeah. 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 The client would. Exactly. So, but the thing is that like, don't, uh -huh. like, the expectation going into that, be like, okay, I'm going to get this great learning experience, right? right. But if, if he turns out to be a client, then boom, great. great. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So that you don't like, you don't, you're not too hard on yourself if he doesn't turn into a client. Because I, I, when I first got started, I went into the expectation of trying to turn them into a client. And after doing all this free shit, uh, you know, and even after some of them I did get good results for, they wouldn't pay me. So I got mad. I like, man, what's wrong with me? Like, why isn't this shit working? But I realized that I had the wrong mindset. Uh -huh. My mindset should have went into that thinking, man, I got great experience out of that. Now I have a testimonial, right. boom, I feel good. You know, so the expectation is wrong. So even though if he doesn't turn into a client, I'm in a positive mood and I can take that positive mood into a bigger momentum onto the next client. Uh -huh. To the next prospect, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just dwindling and trying to like hold on to this one guy that I spent my time on but couldn't. Because you're over invested in him. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you just go into the right expectation.
Well, I'm just like reconsidering the niche thing if I want to stay. I'm telling you, man. Because I feel like it should be something that I'm more. Well, I haven't even come, technically started like actually running any ads for anything. Yeah. So yeah. if I want to stay and copy Boyd's personal training thing or do something that I'm more passionate about, which would be even better. And that's what I always ask in the beginning is like, because you got to think about it like this. You can learn Boyd's system, but if you're not passionate about it, how long are you going to really stick with it is always the question. Mm-hmm. Because the things you're passionate for, you're gonna like do all the shit to like learn to, to really deliver those fucking results. Well, and I love I love gym. I love physical training. I feel like that would be really fun to do. But I feel like if I could be already starting out with like, I don't know, just more money. I feel like mm-hmm. from you know financial advising, real estate, or attorneys. Low key though, low key. You want me yeah. to you want me to tell, give you a little? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, of course, please. It's e-commerce. Uh-huh. Yeah, I. Funny that you mentioned that. I'm it's like, e-commerce. I see that blowing up too. That was like in the top one of the top five like, niches yeah, too. Well. E-commerce, mm-hmm. and and it's kind of hard to get it because pretty much if you go into e-commerce companies, right? They already have a budget. That's the thing. Like you're not talking about startups. You're talking about e-commerce companies that already yeah, have a budget. Right. Their budget is like 20k, 40k, 50k, mm-hmm. right? For marketing. Yes. 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 Just on ad spend, they already have a budget for marketing. So a lot of those Amazon companies, right? You could even you know find them. FBA, yeah. And then. You see which one you want to work for and whatnot. And if they have a budget for like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50K, all you have to do is go to them, undercut their price, and say, that, how, could I, how could I share you more money? Because not, not a lot of them know what they're doing. And you'll be able to help them tremendously. Uh-huh. And these guys, they'll, I find that e-commerce clients, they stick with you longer because you're able to get results for them longer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can you brush it on mind with like, what e-commerce is? Okay, e-commerce is when people sell physical products. Yeah. So like people drop sell. Or? Yeah, yeah. Dropshipping is e-commerce. Uh-huh. Uh, Allbirds, you know, shoe brands share e-commerce. Uh, you know, wine like Gary V selling wine. Gary that's Vee e-commerce. Wine. Yeah. E-commerce is anything that's you sell a physical product online. online. Okay. Yeah. And there's a lot of brands out there that needs this shit. A lot of people like, right now are doing a lot of like buying over and buying a wholesaler in China or whatever. And then yeah. even my ex-girlfriend, she does e-commerce. Yeah. So some of them who's doing like Amazon FBA, they already know how to buy, they already know how to do PPC. But you want to go after like the, the bigger brands, like they're selling bracelets, but they're like actual brands and they're like startups. You know what I'm saying? Like, so then that, so the ad would funnel them to because the person, the reason why he said personal training was because like they're getting like the, the, the lifetime value is like they're paying month to month, right? Yeah. But with something like a jewelry store, yeah. So if I buy, I yeah. see the ad, I buy the jewelry. They okay. know that I put the ad, but then right. it's like they have to buy the jewelry right then and there. Or of no. course, that's a physical like you know like when a person has to come in, you're you're trying to drive traffic to right. that location. But an e-commerce is like an online store, and they already. What they're doing is they already have a budget for driving traffic into their website. Yeah. All we have to do is just find a way to lower, get the same amount of results, if not more, with lower amount of ad spend. Uh-huh. And that means that you can keep that ad spend. Because uh, I know this one guy, uh, he's a student of Cat Howells, right? They're uh, Daniel, Switzer, and Rob, right? And they just hit their seven figures this month. And they only focus on e-commerce. Uh-huh. And they approach companies that has like 20k, at least 20k ad spend, uh-huh. right? And if they don't have the at least 20k ad spend on e-commerce, they don't work with them. And they show them how to like decrease their ad spend by like half. Right. Because a lot of these guys, they don't know what they're doing, you know, and then like, like even like software companies, uh-huh. like that wants to, you know what I'm saying? Like those are good money. Like, 
but making making sure you know the industry though, because like right. financial advisors, yes, you're gonna meet real estate agents. Yes, you're gonna see the top one percent, right? And you can try, you know, you can definitely go go ahead and try, man. Uh-huh. But they're also getting they're the most like getting approached to. Yeah. yeah. But I don't, I don't really see a lot of e-commerce of digital marketers out there. Like every time I I'm in this space, you yeah. know, I meet with digital marketers every single time, and if I ask them what their niche is, the chiros dentist orthodontist yeah it's easy for they, they're going for places yeah. to get very easy results for them, but then yeah. those are the almost oversaturated places which is why I'm like yeah. I don't want to go into the almost oversaturated markets yeah it makes no sense so then how are you so I'm profiting off the personal trainer because the guy signs up and I get a percentage of whatever right but I, I'm, how am I profiting oh or, do you see what I'm saying like how oh for this would be a monthly for retainer for you yeah it's, so it's, 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 it's a retainer or oh, it's a retainer or you, you make it well like no yeah like sorry it, it would be a retainer as well for personal trainers yeah. but it's like because it's like a month to month how so what a, if, 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 uh, okay sorry go ahead for the personal trainer I'm responsible for bringing clients to his gym and he, he closes them and so I get the retainer per, per month right so for the e-commerce store I'm responsible for Leading traffic to the store, or for making sure that you're responsible for their ads. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah. just running ads for them, and they pay me retainer. Yes. Okay. Yep. And they compare that. They can. Okay. So there's no like, them people buying products or anything like that. My only responsibility is just yeah. running the ads. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know you have to get results at the end because or else they're gonna stop paying. Well, but the results for the that's what I'm asking for. What what is the result? A result for oh, a personal trainer is like him sign is him, him signing up and you and you yeah. And you so when you learn in Facebook, there's thing called conversions, right? Uh-huh. And you can either pay for a conversion of a purchase or conversion of like just for a lead like phone number and a name and stuff like that, which is what uh, you're doing for for uh, uh for personal, personal trainers, trainers, right? It's like just leads. Yeah. Right, like their name, their number, and they get them to show up. They close them. Before yeah. this type of conversion, it would have to be a purchase. They they would like, for e-commerce, they would have to buy. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's to the ad, and they have to buy that thing that same day. That yeah. Thing, right? Yeah. But I'm telling. So since you already have this guy, personal trainer, and it's like you gotta. So you're telling me this guy has a system for people paying him retainer, and on top of that, he would get a little bit off the commission of what they no, close? No, I think it's just the retainer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because right. I was about to say, that's a pretty good deal, man. Yeah, yeah it's just the retainer. That's, that's you, an like, amazing deal if you can work that out. There's a, there's a guy who's like, he's like literally retainer two bucks. Retainer commission? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, so, he's like two booked and so he was um, saying that there's this guy who could potentially be like my first client and the retainer is like $1,500, but he's too busy to like handle him. So he wants to pass the client on to me. So like we're supposed to be having like a- Who is that, boy? Yeah. He's giving, man, bro, he's a good guy, bro. Yeah. I know. Damn, man, I wish my, my freaking mentor Yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, like, I never had it. It'll give you, it'll give you great experience. Dude, that's a great he's guy, bro. He's sad. Let me see. Because, uh, like, I'm telling you, if it's really the lifestyle that you're after, dude, just stick with personal trainers, man. Yeah, he's like, uh... What we'll do is set up a meeting with you, me and him, and then you'll be sure to have him as a paid client. Told him the price is fifteen dollars a month, um, but I'm not taking on new clients. So I'm referring him to you, who my mentor. Uh, and you just gotta make sure to have the Facebook ad stuff down before that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully I can get that, but then I would just have to get really good at like running the ads. Yeah. But e-commerce sounds more attractive. It is. It, yeah. there, I know there's a lot of uh, people making money in there, and it's very. Uh, from, from what I heard, though, I haven't been in there yet. Yeah. I haven't been in there yet, but you gotta understand, like, 
you know Gary Vee? Yeah. That's what he does. He, his agency, mm -hmm. he closes e-commerce clients. You know, and the guy that I talked about, Rob and Daniel, he's, he takes clients from Gary Vee. Mm -hmm. These guys, they just got their seven-figure two-comic club award from Fallen Night Live. They take clients from Gary Vee. Like, wow. like on his thing, he brags about how he takes clients from Gary Vaynerchuk. And that's what people work with. That's like one of his like branding strategies, is like how he takes clients from uh -huh. Gary Vee. You know, and it's all e-commerce. It's all people who has at least 20K ad spend, right? For them, for their particular niche. Yeah. And then all you do is just run ads and just like somehow you're better at the guy that is doing it. And, you know, you just understand pixels better and then just get them good results, you know, better results. So would you s recommend just starting out like like, so like a lone like a lone wolf and just trying to because me no. approaching like an e-commerce store so would you say like I should find a group of people who are also marketing e-commerce stores and try to link up with them Here, or from my experience yeah make ten k with this niche uh -huh. then go to e-commerce that that's me particularly because right now you got a great head start yeah this this head start. It's like, like let's say that you're like a hundred meter race or something, uh -huh. bro. You got like a good solid like fifteen meter head start from everybody else. Uh -huh. So I would take that. But if you go into the e-commerce space, it's like you're giving not only that lead up, but you're also like going back ten steps. Right. I feel it. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it's about finishing that race. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why would you make it harder on yourself to finish that race? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm telling you, there's money in every niche. I know, bro. I know, like. Like, look at this guy, he, boy, you say he's like 20, making, like he's like, you know, seven figures, you make yeah. it in that niche, I'm telling you, every, there's money in every niche. Yeah. It's just like people who persevere long enough to be in that niche that makes all the money. Because yeah. people usually niche hop, you know? So, like, you might, because I, I went to dentist thinking that it was going to be better money. I went to chiropractor thinking it's going to be better money. I went to car dealership thinking it's going to be better money. All of these niches I hopped around thinking it's going to be better money, but I realized that no man mm -hmm. if I stuck with one niche I'll make money in any niche mm -hmm. you know and that's one key thing you gotta just stick with one niche man and then if you really wanna hit a certain level in that niche and then if you really feel like okay uh, I wanna really scale and get things further then you set up another process for a different niche and that's how that's how you scale yeah, yeah. yeah. I appreciate it yeah no problem man dude I'm excited man dude yeah. it's crazy man this is a small world man it's crazy, yeah. dude. Man, you'd be surprised how many digital marketers that I mean. Do I see like people in their fifties are getting uh, jumping onto this now? You know, they like, like do grandmas are happening. Dude, you go to this event, bro. Uh -huh. I see eighty year olds in there, man. Seventy year olds. Now that fucking funny. I see a thirteen year old in there selling his book, bro. A thirteen year old fuck? selling a book. But you know, his dad got him into it. But he's thirteen right. year old. And I went to this other event, an eight-year-old selling lollipops for like charity and shit like that. <laughs> I'm serious, it is, dude. Fucking yeah. the wild west dude, right now, man. Making money. This space, it's crazy. Everybody's jumping in there because there's a lot of money to be made. I'm telling you. But if you want to make a lot of money, just stick with one niche. Yeah. That's it. There's money in every niche, man. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's just because it's becoming like more and more real to me. The more I watch the videos the more I like spend time on Facebook that's stuff. the thing that's, that's what I'm saying yeah. the biggest thing is that like when you're spending time on the platforms that's the fucking learning yeah. word it's really yeah. spending the time it's and just you gotta the time, start yeah. seeing it every day the more ads that you see you're gonna start here's what happens 
you read, you start watching ads, watching ads, watching Bro. ads. You start going, shit sucks. Like it, you, you, it just eventually starts becoming very apparent to you. You're like, yeah. you start seeing the same VP patterns. You know, I keep noticing in this space, yeah. these stuff people run these ads, and I'm like, why is this not working? I'm like. Why am I not clicking on this? Yeah. And you start finding the patterns within that. And he had like little nifty ways of finding, just like, because he's going back to Holland for like a, an MRI or whatever, so he's yeah. like been giving you tips and, and stuff. So one of them was to, to, to find like um, marketing agency websites that particularly market like either, it's hard to find personal training ones. It's like, there's almost none for that, like the actual website, but there's some that do health and uh, wellness. And then he would go to like the success stories page go to the people who are giving the success stories and, and then it always says the gym that they have and you copy that gym name go on facebook type it in and it lands to that group page of that gym mm -hmm. and then you go to the ad track or the page transparency and see what ads are run on that page and then those are the ads that are successful because the guy gave this the testimonial for it and he's like just copy and paste or like just like copy not copy but like model those ads because yeah. those are working yeah exactly so he's, he's basically don't don't focus on what's not working Model specifically what is fucking working. Yeah. yeah. He's just how he's saving you so much fucking time. Yeah. Up front. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You got to double down on what I mean, you know, for real, because, like, I, I know, like, dude, when I was going through Ty's program, Ty didn't talk about this shit at all. Like, I didn't hear it. You went through his social media marketing. Yeah. Program. I have the program. I went through it. And I'm like, really? this is, yeah. yeah. I got it. Too. What did you learn from it? What was the biggest takeaway? I mean, like, because I see ads for all the time on Facebook. Like, I mean, here's what I'm going to say. Like, it is very, very basic. I just don't feel like a lot of those kids really know what they're doing. Like when you leave there, you think you're gonna like fully know how to run an agency, but you start to realize like, after talking to a few business owners, they only care about one thing when you're in those pitch meetings, money. Like that's yeah. it, especially like when, when you go in there and you're like, you gotta be, you gotta brand storytell. Like you lose them, you like, you lose them really quick and then you're like, okay, what's your apprehension of running ads? Oh, it's how much money do I gotta put in to get money out? Yeah. You start realizing, wait a minute, it's all money. Like the more people, more, the more record record label executives that I talk to about influencer marketing, they their biggest problem right now is to quantify and value the girl at two point six million, the girl at five million, or the girl at twenty k. What's their actual metric? Like, how do I value you? And what's interesting is they'll do a collaboration and these brands pay money. Get a lot of awareness. Don't ROI. You would think that they get ROI. Not the case. Um, and what you start realizing is that like that's why I love the influencer space. Because it's the Wild West and no everyone is like all these spaces, nobody's in the influencer space. Nobody kind of work influencers, and I'm like, that is amazing. Everyone's like on this part. Who's managing Logan Paul? Who's managing uh, Amanda Cerny? Yeah, King Bach. Oh, that's no, interesting. going there? Nobody's in it because nobody knows how to work with them kids. Because you got to do two things: you got to be able to create the content, you got to be able to like fucking grow them and keep them there. You got to like sit them down with brand deals and help them like make money. Oh, nobody goes for influencers. And I, that's where I realized that everyone in the space is going for like brick and mortar locations. But what I saw as the thing is, can you be the influencer agency that you represent these kids, you build them, 
and you collaborate them with fucking brands. So then when they want to launch their own e-commerce site, they're going to still come to you. Well, You're a talent thing. management company, effectively. Think about brick and mortar modeling agencies. They're dying out. If effectively you're the agency that manages the models, that grows them, you just got rid of Wilhelmina. You just yeah. got like Condé, you just got rid of them. And I'm like, that's nobody's there. Nobody's talking about that space. Nobody yeah. is. And, I feel like and I'm seeing that is yeah. that is a gold rush. And the influencer circle is like so small. So like small. I feel like if you were even just to say like go up, go to someone who's got five mil or whatever and be like, hey, listen, I market Logan Paul shit, they would feel much more safe. To trust well, you. Who do you think manages? Who do you think manages monetizes Chris Brown yeah. shit? No, everyone talks, right? Ty Lopez didn't talk nothing about influencer marketing. Nothing. None of these dudes do. They don't even touch that space. Okay, so here, check this out. Though. So Logan Paul, they have merch, and that's e-commerce. Technically, e-commerce, yeah. Merch is considered e-commerce, but these are there. They have so many views that they're counting just solely traffic from their. YouTube, to, and then they're gonna go buy my merch, go buy my merch, to go down and buy their merch, and they're getting all their traffic from that. So like, in a way, I don't think they need marketing, bro, because they have all of YouTube. You'd be surprised, though. Why would they need marketing to sell, though? So here's an example. Uh, the girl who just, you saw the article yeah. I posted? She didn't see this. The girl has 2.6 million followers, she tried to do a product launch. Oh, okay. Only 36 people bought her shirts, 36. You have 2.6 million followers on 36 people on Insta. Yeah, I said, God damn, (laughs) that was the biggest flop I've ever seen. But what did it show you? You can have 2.6 million followers. Doesn't mean shit. Okay. Like, and that's what I'm saying. You don't. I see the reason you might not understand about influencers because you don't really. You're not in it enough. In LA, everyone like YouTube studios got built. Everyone's gonna try to go there and just keep creating time to be an influencer. But whenever, once you get to a place of being an influencer, what what's your problem? How do you monetize the platform? You yeah. you got the followers. Yeah. Brands now want to reach out, but brands are afraid of working with you. Why? Because am I actually going to be able to sell off of paying you this money? Yeah. Right. If you can effectively know how to go in there and build the influencer a specific audience that's monetizable. Yeah. You're at the beast end of the game. Oh, actually, you you right, you right. Yeah, you know I, I thought I was. I thought I thought you had. I thought the influences I had in mind was just like. But even people. But I'm telling you, you know, you know, Arsenic Magazine. That's okay. So Arsenic Magazine is a. It's effectively like now it's a digital marketing company. It originally was just like a, a digital magazine, where they would feature content creators. They would shoot at Arsenic House, and effectively they were able to collaborate with other content creators. So you had girls had a million followers, 20K followers, and they would just shoot. They end up um, having uh, about three million followers, and it's kind of a list of all these content creators that want to shoot with them. Yeah. One of Arsenic's biggest problems, nobody wanted to pay Arsenic to do brand activations. Because Arsenic's up throwing parties saying, hey, we can help them sell your merch share at these parties because we have all these influencers that can make a post and effectively sell your shit at this yeah. one event. Yeah. But, Five million followers doesn't translate to people buying more still yeah, house yeah, 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 yeah. They think it does, yeah. and that was their problem. Yeah, is that they weren't able to they weren't able to help these brands actually sell shit. Yeah, because they they were looking at impressions and comments. That's and they, yeah, dude, that's quantifiability. I'm telling you, it's a great niche because nobody nobody's there. They everyone thinks they know how to do it, but people are starting to get pissed off because nobody can. 
derived revenue. Because they're all looking at the wrong shit. They're all looking at impressions. They're all looking at, you got 40K, and I'm like, Instagram's only showing your content 10% of your audience. You're not running ads against your own content. And then there are unsubscribing people that are following you. Here's what, you know why, you know why Logan Paul? I can tell you, you know why Logan Paul's a real influence right to sell shit? It's very easy. He's got watch time on YouTube. You know, that's why I kept telling you make videos. Because I understand investment. I kept thinking, I'm thinking much from psychology. I'm not looking at social. Where everyone, I'm looking at social spe specifically based on the high, most highly engaged audience the people that watch your videos for hours at a time, every single day, month after month, year after year. They, they have a habit of that. So when you go to make them buy something, they're not buying your product, they're buying you. Instagram has very recently become a video platform, a video sharing site. People just now are getting onto the video bandwagon. Yeah, IGTV. It works. It, IGTV works. Well, it, yes, it does. That's interesting right now. Most people aren't getting. People on Instagram are still posting photos. If they understood that the more videos that you post, the more watch time you get, the more watch time you get, what are you doing? You're having the same Logan Paul effect, which is what? High viewer engagement. When you go to sell something, high viewer purchases. Why? If I'm willing to watch an hour-long fucking talk consistently from you, when you sell me something, I'm going to buy. The yeah, girl yeah, who's got yeah. the skinny team and she's a fitness influencer, she needs to be fucking doing YouTube videos. She needs to be doing video content. And that's fucking tough, bro. Most people don't have the talent to do to, to actually create video content. The ones who can't were the ones that were in the early space of YouTube, which is why they're doing Logan Paul's doing so good on Instagram. He was an early adopter of creating video content on YouTube. Why do you think okay, why do you think Amazon bought Twitch for nine hundred and sixty million dollars? How much did they buy Amazon? Nine hundred and sixty million. Nine hundred? Amazon purchased Twitch for nine hundred and sixty million dollars. That's a pretty good pace, man. Okay. Who you, which do you think are the two high, like the, the, the two best platforms to like make money off of? Twitch and YouTube. I never even like, how many, how many log, how many uh, website visitors is Twitch? Think about how many people, it's, people watch people play games online. So Twitch is only game. Twitch is just games, just game streaming. But the people that watch gamers stream, they watch for 16, 17 hours watching this dude play. Really? Yes. That's why I'm like even more excited than fucking Instagram or YouTube. Because I know that video gamers that fucking play, they play 16 hours a day on one platform. That is gonna be the most highly monetizable site ever off of any fucking platform because video games are fucking addictive. Dude, that might be a good fucking niche. Like, you know, Hell yeah, it's a great fucking E3 Sports is on top of that. You know, like I get a lot of ads on you know video games for app video games. Like you know these. Think about like collaborating with app for app developers, just fucking merging the two. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's marketing on Twitch. I still, I'm seeing these platforms. I'm knowing which ones are going to be the ones that are going to hit, just based off my understanding of psychology. I'm just, all I'm looking at. All I'm thinking about is. Who's spending, how can the consumers spend more time on the platform? If they spend more time on this platform engaging, they're gonna buy here, always. Because investment's the fucking metric. Just like I told you, the longer the girl talks to you, you're having sex. The longer they fucking spend on that platform playing, you're fucking. It's the same shit, it's investment. 
the only oh, measurement. I didn't, that. I didn't know that about Twitch. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Sixteen hours, huh? Dude, come on, man. You ever play video games? Not really. Shit, Marvin, you play video games every time in your life? Okay, how many hours did you fucking spend? Dude, the crazy thing about Switch is not only are they, not only are they playing video games off Switch, but then they're watching other people play video games on Twitch. Off Twitch. That's my. You see how much more engagement? If you think about how much more engagement that's gonna have versus Instagram, think for the amount of hours per day, video game streamers, them motherfuckers play 16, 17 hours a day like a full time job. And at least five girls from high school who like are now on Twitch because. Guys like to watch hot girls play video games. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I think Twitch streamers are gonna be the most highest grossing people, even over Instagram stars. I can promise you that. Yo, that makes sense. People love watching you play 16 hours a day. Who the fuck watches the influencer 16 hours? Who watches Logan Paul 16 hours a day? Is it Korean Nobody. Call? Korean huh? call? Never heard of him. Well, she's a fucking influencer, right? And then, you know, she like, I don't know if you know David Dobrik. He's from uh, Burden Hills. He has like 60 million subscribers on YouTube. Five fucking block. gaming, right? No, not David, but one of his friends, they're trying to vlog and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. She wasn't making that much money. But she started twitching, you know, she's a hot girl. She started gaming on Twitch. Bro, she just she hit Your shit first, went up. first 100 grand. Oh. Uh, but, dude, what are you trying to do? I'm gonna pull up. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and end on that note. Um, you guys got some pretty solid content here. You got to hear the pretty much insight of what it takes to start and to start to scale an agency from the very beginning stages. So, Moon, thank you for allowing us to have you on. You probably didn't even know we were fucking recording, but, nigga, we got you on here oh, talking about this. The man, the myth, the motherfucking legend. Right. And we did get my boy Marvin on here again. Fucking coming to kill it. Side, dude. So I just want to go ahead and say thank you again. Hope this was valuable for you guys. Hope you guys got a lot out of this. As always, love, peace, and chicken grease. Live long and prosper.